and we're go. You're so excited about this episode, Rab. I can already tell. <laughs> the size says it all. So, welcome to Parababble. And tonight, your hosts, Rob and Allison, are going to talk about ghosts and that, things. That's a first. Right? Yeah. No. What are we really talking about tonight? 28 days. Haunted. Haunted. So I just have to say that if you haven't seen the series and you want to see the series, please make sure that you don't listen to this episode first because we don't want to spoil anything for anybody. It's still a relatively new show that's been out on Netflix. That's true. It came out in October. Right. So it's been a little bit of time since this episode is going up. But if it's on your, you know, watch now list and you haven't watched it yet. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as Rob says, you just don't have to. Or just, you know, know that we're going to be talking about some things during the episode that may or may not. Yeah, we're going to talk. Ruin the show for you? Yeah, everything that happens. (laughs) So 28 Days Haunted Mm -hmm. is based on the theory by Ed and Lorraine Warren ghost hunters and paranormal investigators who were very well known the conjuring amityville horror annabelle i don't know am i missing any big big heavy hitters well those are all the big movies the enfield poltergeist yeah i mean you know they had hundreds of cases yes and their idea was that you needed to be in a location for 28 days in order to be able to solve whatever was going on as a paranormal investigator this is a dream yeah but how would you ever do it really you know like everyone has lives jobs right it's not practical so yeah unless you lived unless you lived there yeah but could you imagine if like somebody just handed you the keys to a paranormal location and was like here you go stay here for 28 days Mm -hmm. it's kind of an oddly specific number but i get the point so you know If you've read anything about Ed and Lorraine Warren, you know, Ed was a demonologist. And there's that whole theory of, like, how possession happens, too. And the time frames that everything takes and how long, you know, you start at this stage and it goes to the next one. So um, the 28 days, okay, I get it, too. You know, whatever number is significant for that purpose. And they did stay at some locations for... A really long time but they never actually got to prove that this theory was a real viable theory like there was something to it yeah it's kind of strange i think i mean i get the long-term idea but i don't know how you could put like a specific number on every location and every haunting and from a paranormal standpoint like we know you could go into a location for one night and nothing will happen you could go back to that location two months later for a night and it'll be off the hook yep Or vice versa. Right. So we always say, like, ghosts don't, you know, do anything on command. And you have to be prepared for those really slow, boring nights of nothing going on. Yep. But this gives you an opportunity to have so so much time in a location. So. And that's pretty cool. Is that, like, the only cool thing that you thought about this whole entire scenario throughout the whole show <laughs> yeah well no because i mean I, I took a lot of notes here 
as I watched the six episodes or whatever it was. And, you know, I started out with a pretty positive attitude because I, I the first thing I wrote is that it's interesting that when they brought all these people into these locations, they were blindfolded. They had no idea where they were going. They didn't know what the place was before they got there. They didn't know the history. They had no idea about anything, which later on you find out they knew everything. But I, that's my first note. I was like, yeah, okay, they didn't have phones. They couldn't do research. They're going in it totally blind, but not really. Which is the way that you would hope most people would go into those situations, right? Mm -hmm. Not doing a ton of research first, not learning about all the different things. If there was really truly something that you wanted to study there, like knowing that you were going in and not necessarily having all the information would be a good way to prove that there was actually something going on. Yeah, depending on what your role was and what you were trying to do. Right. Like if somebody calls you to do a house investigation, you're going to do some research first because you want to solve it quickly for, you know, the family that's living there as opposed to being able to go back to a location again and again and again. So I can see that there would be a difference there. And I really liked the way that it was first presented to. I was like, okay, these people don't know each other. They don't have any connection. Well, some of them did, I think. Well, I think, yeah, so two of the guys at the house in Colorado knew each other, and I think two of the guys at the inn in Connecticut knew each other, but I don't think anybody else did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't know what to expect, and I kind of, it's kind of weird. To me, that's like a double-edged sword, because I feel like you need to be able to trust the people that you're investigating with to, like, not try to do stupid things. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like, spoiler alert, there was that episode where the one person at the inn in Connecticut was claiming that somebody had written on the window. Yeah, that's when it started to all on the mirror. fall apart for me. Did it? Because especially when they did the EVP session after that, and then the, whatever was coming through the spirit box was telling them that they were not telling the truth about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, Nothing I thought, like a ghost telling on you. Right then and there, like right when they were interviewing the guy, and he was like, I think it was their tech guy. And he was like, I know who wrote on the thing. I think it was whatever his name was, the medium. As soon as he said that, I was like, they got to shut that down right now because anything you do. It's tainted. Yeah. So the idea behind it is they get dropped off at these locations. Supposedly, they don't know where they're going. Mm -hmm. They um, end up at three different locations. So they're in Connecticut, they're in Colorado, and they're in North Carolina. Yes. Now, I do have to say that there was one particular location that when they went in, I think it would make me feel like there was something going on in there. Um, I was not really impressed with the inn in Connecticut. I thought it was really weird about some of the things that happened there that we'll get into it. Like, mm -hmm. we'll just go, like, location by location. Um and I thought the place in Colorado was interesting, especially learning about the history. But that storefront in North Carolina, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like there was something about that place from the moment that they, like, dropped them off in the front of it. I don't know. If it, I think that would have been the place out of all three that I would want to go and check out. You're, you're thinking about that like no <laughs> well maybe i mean it for me i can't really tell those things you know i mean i could just be like hey that looks cool that place looks cool 
but I don't pick up on those type of things. So you myself. think that they knew? They actually knew? What? I think by the time the show was done, I was 110% convinced that all of them knew the history, or maybe not necessarily, yeah, the history, and they had a storyline to follow. They had a very specific storyline to follow because I was like, this is way too convenient. There's no way all three of them, in the end, would not only figure out who was haunting the place, what their names were specifically, and not like just, they weren't just like, oh, it was John. It was like, oh, no, it's Adelaide. I'm like, what the hell? Where'd you pull that from? Well, if they're and, a medium. He literally just rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they found her grave. I'm like, get the hell out of here. And then they were like, oh, she was murdered. Like, these people were murdered specifically in this room. This is who killed them. And then we solved a case at the police. Never solved. And we didn't even know it was a case to begin with, supposedly. I mean, I did feel like... I was impressed by the mediums. If they were really, truly picking up what they were picking up and didn't have any of that information, the two women, not the guy, because he, I still feel like he was not great mm-hmm. at, for any reason. But I feel like the two women at the locations in Colorado and the location in North Carolina were pretty straight on, if they didn't already know anything. That's the problem. I think they did. I think they knew everything. Really? Absolutely. 100%. They knew everything. But the whole purpose of this show is to prove <laughs> that the 28-day theory so really works. It was fake, though. It was... Wow! <laughs> okay. So, the first episode they go in, they get dropped off at these places, mm-hmm. they get settled in, and I thought it was interesting that they did six episodes, but they only showed things that happened on probably a week's worth of days. And by the end of it all, I was questioning whether they were actually there 28 days too. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, if they faked everything else, why Why not that? Maybe they just came in for a couple nights. And so at that point I was like, I believe nothing at this point. Wow. <laughs> when they were finding like, you know, the newspaper articles in the base, basement on the last night, I'm like, oh, how convenient. This is off. I just can't. <laughs> I know. Some of it was a little cringy. And then in the Carol- South Carolina where they were like, the photo of the family that supposedly got butchered, how it was just conveniently placed everywhere, and they picked up on that. And But if people are going there and they know it's a haunted location, I could see that photo being there. Well, yeah, but I mean the way that it was so prominently and obviously like framed in the show. So... You could definitely see the frustration between the teams as the days progressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I was, I was like, okay with it. Like the first three episodes are like, okay, okay. I was like, hmm, okay. But yeah, there was like a turning point for me. So what was it? I think it all started, um, the team, I think in Denver, the one with the two guys and the girl mm-hmm. medium. Yep. Where they wanted her to mirror scry and she wouldn't do it. And so I was like, oh. Someone with standards. I like this. Someone who like will stand up for, for like things that she's not comfortable doing. I'm like, this is actually getting better. And then it took a bad turn when they turned on her like that. I was like, oh shit! I'm like, shut it down right now. I was like, that's not how things. You think they pushed work. too far for that? Yeah. Because they were frustrated that nothing was happening. Yeah, and then how how conveniently like towards the end the the storyline was like the ghosts were like stuck in the mirror or something. I'm like, oh, that, that's a nice callback to episode four or whatever it was. So they use a technique, and I don't remember off the top of my head what it was called, but they use a technique where they 
put on headphones. They blindfold themselves. Yes, the SD's method. Yes. I wrote that down here. Did you know about that before? No, I saw that. That was one of the, it's one of my early notes where I was like, okay, that's interesting, I guess. You know, because especially when they had two of them going and you didn't know what the other person was saying and you're just shooting things out. Because they're basically just listening to a hack shack. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's, I like that. That was, that was interesting. I would do it, but I don't want to be blindfolded. No. No. Yeah, you know what? I don't think you necessarily would have to be. Because as I, long as you can't hear what other ones, I feel like if something's saying. coming up behind me, I want to be able to see that. Yeah, I don't know if I would want necessarily to be blindfolded. Yeah, if you're someone that like sees things and whatnot, and if it helps you, I guess that's okay. If you're comfortable with it, but yeah, I don't think it's necessary if you're just strictly going off of what's coming off the hack. But I think it would be really interesting to try that, and yeah. do it with like more than one person, like you said, like have two people. Sitting there with their hacks going, mm-hmm. with their headphones on, and just blurting out whatever it mm-hmm. is that they're getting through the hack. Yeah. So that was like one of the first things they did. And so I was like, hey, this might be pretty good. I was on board with that too. I was like, okay, you got my attention. Yep. I said, okay, this is mm-hmm. maybe something legit. Like as a ghost hunter, this is something I haven't really seen done before. I mean, it kind of harkened back to like paranormal state for me where, you know, Ryan Buell's got like those... balls in his eyeballs you know Uh, and he's wearing like that crazy headband thing for like sensory deprivation same kind of principle yeah you know and we've seen things like various things through that but i was really surprised this had a formal name yeah that's what they kept calling it anyway but i mean yeah it's it's like it's nothing new but it's a new way of doing something old exactly and like the rem pods okay so we're moving on from k2 meters and you know, things of that nature. But mm-hmm. theories of how those things work are still the same. Yeah, I guess. I'm not a big fan of them, but I, I get it. I was really interested in that contraption that they had at the place in Connecticut. With, like, um, the one investigator had it, and it had, like, the two wheels on it. Okay, I wrote that down here. Okay, was like, what did you write My down? note was, what's with the electric wheel of fortune thingy? <laughs> Because I I was like, you know, when I was watching this, I, admit I was half paying attention. I was very sick. So I was like watching. I was like, what what is that? And I had to like rewind it a couple of times to see if they like explained it. But I don't think they did. I'm guessing it's some sort of EMF or EMF, energy yeah. thing. That's all it was. It was like building EMF, like yeah. static electricity in order to be able to like give off mm-hmm. more. Which again, I'm not a fan of, but I get it. I get it. Well, I don't... These spirit boxes are crazy to me. Everyone's got a spirit box now. And there's, like, TikTok sessions of, like, everybody and their mother getting a spirit box out there and asking, like, everybody... Like, Michael Jackson's spirit session. And that's something I love. I love it. (laughs) Because, like, back in the day, you couldn't buy them like that. You'd have to... You had to go to Radio Shack, (laughs) and you had to buy, like, the specific model... And you had to know how to open it up and like which wire to cut and which one to which pin to break and, and whatever it was. And now obviously Radio Shack doesn't exist, but you just go buy buy the damn thing ready to go. So these hack shacks and spirit boxes relatively like the same kind of principle? Yeah, I think so, like the same ones we used to use. Because the spirit boxes don't seem to have any I don't know, they got like some weird components going into them. We might have to do a little more research on exactly how that's supposed to work. And why things sound so different than they do from, like, your traditional hack shack. Oh, like the radio-looking ones they mm-hmm. have? Yeah. 
Because I feel like that's like become such a big thing now. Yeah. I don't, I Everybody's using them. Have to look into that one a little bit more. Yeah. To make sure there's no shenanigans going on. We'll have to do a um, episode on all of the TikTok videos that use those talking to famous people that have died. Because there's lots of them out there now. Of course there are. I mean, you know, people are already trying to contact, like, Aaron Carter. And oh, geez. Using spirit really? boxes. Yeah. So. No shame with TikTok. I did think it was interesting to see the technology they were using. I did still see a K2 meter every once in a while. Yeah. Somebody had one of those. One old school. Still being used. Um, I did, like, some of, like, the Singapore theory kind of stuff that they did. Like, the first night the South Carolina team was there, like, let's go lay in a coffin. Yep. I was like, okay, I, I can get behind this. Like, you know, yep, yep. I mean, who knew it was going to lead to possession, but. <laughs> I I did. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, like one of the first things in the, in the Denver location, like they almost immediately got the names of the girls that were killed, supposedly killed, supposedly. Yep. And that was like my first, I wrote, oh, I have my notes in here. Like, is this real? That was my first like snap of doubt in well, anything. you said supposedly. You don't think that that's really what happened there? Well, I looked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it did. Now, those murders were real. Okay. That they were talking about. And like the news article at the end, that, that all happened. You could find it online very easily. And I even looked, I even did like a Google Maps of like where they were investigating in relation to where this body was found. And it, it is like... Down the street and around the corner. Very close. So that was like, okay. So possibly an actual serial killer. Not according to the police. Oh, the police don't think that that's the truth. No. So staying on that whole thing, they also used a deprivation tank, sensory deprivation tank that they Mm -hmm. built on the property. Yes, towards the end yep. one of the locations did that. I think Denver was it. Yep, that was the mm-hmm. the branch in Denver. Um, I don't know if I would do that on an investigation. No, I mean I'm not gonna. I mean you're not say gonna like you know negative about them, but hey, if that's what they do, that's just not for me. No, I don't think that would be for me either. Only because if there like... really is something going on, you're putting yourself in a really vulnerable position. Yeah. Can end up like in the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like an episode of Stranger Things when they brought that thing out there, didn't it? I know, with like the huge bags <laughs> uh-huh. of salt and they're like building it. So they obviously knew that they had plans to try to use it. Yeah. Because they had all the supplies to build it. Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. that I thought was a little strange. Yep. You know, because this guy was supposedly like just uncovering his psychic abilities. Yeah. I thought initially I thought the Connecticut team was the most well balanced because they had like a tech guy, a seasoned paranormal investigator, and a medium. That was like my first impression of that yeah. location. Yeah. Anyway, but that that kind of fell apart when they didn't trust each other at all. Um, but at the end of the first episode, I was thinking first or second episode, I was like, you know what would be really interesting? What I would do? <laughs> I oh, would. Oh no. I would. I would have taken three people or two people, whatever they do. And I would have put them in a location that was like a brand new build house, made it look like crap, no haunting whatsoever as a control. Just put them in a place that's not haunted at all. Just see what happens. That's really interesting. 
That was like one of the first things I thought of. I was like, that's what they should do. If they really want to be like right. a legit experiment, you have to have a control. Right. And that would be it. Well, I think it was really interesting that they found three locations that weren't well known that had so much supposed activity in history. Yeah. Because I feel like that's hard to do nowadays. Every single, you know, ghost hunting show has been everywhere yeah. in this country. And I had never heard of I, any of these locations before. Yeah, me neither. I mean, they're not near us, so, but still, I hadn't heard about do them you, Did you else. find out if any of them were, like, open to yes. being booked? So this is when I started doubting whether or not they were actually okay. there for 28 days. Because okay. the place in Denver... Is if you go on their website, they're like open as like a banquet hall. I'm like, there's did they really shut the place down for a month and throw away business where they would have had like they have like weddings and stuff there and like if Netflix banquets. threw enough money at them, they probably would have. Yeah, but how much money would Netflix throw down on us? I don't know, but that's a place that's like open for business still right now to this day. Yeah. Okay. The other two, I'm not sure. Of. So, you know. I kind of thought it was weird, too, that they had these camera crews, obviously, there that were going in and out. That was another red flag for me, because there was one, that was one of the first ones, uh, first couple episodes, maybe, where something happened in the Denver location, like in the attic or something, and the investigators were like, oh, it's a noise in the attic, let's go check it out, and then it cuts to a shot of them going into the attic from the attic, and it wasn't a static camera. It was a cameraman. I was like... So you think it was kind of like, all right, tonight we're going to say something's going on up yeah. here, and then we're going to do a shot of you like running up the stairs? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to believe that. That's absolutely. I, I was... I don't want to believe that. Yeah. Like it, it was like little things like that at first. For me, like, well, I mean, maybe, maybe they heard something, but then they're like, oh, the camera guy's got to go up first to get the shot of it. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, well... That starts to put doubts in yeah. my mind. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. Part of what was so cringy for me watching this too was like the running commentary. I felt like it was like, you know, two sportscasters watching a football game. Oh, you mean the guys that went in uh, and were watching the green screen yeah. TVs for like five minutes probably for like the whole <laughs> thing? Yeah. So one of them is um, Tony, what's his last name? Serpa. He's the one that is... Um, the son-in-law, yeah. who still runs now, like, the occult museum that the Warrens have, and mm -hmm. he's, like, pretty well-known. I think he's even, like, is he still, like, the head of the New England Paranormal Research Society, that Nespri, or whatever it is that they the Warrens started? I think they mentioned it on the show. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, like, who he is. Like, that's mm -hmm. his thing still. And he's been on lots of different shows as, like, an expert on different things. Um, so, I mean, I think that lent a little bit of credibility because I don't know you think he's going to go in there and like flat out just lie about everything I don't know I don't know if he knew about it I don't know he didn't really say much if you remember the only thing the... that I really remember that he talked a lot about was like towards the end of the series when they were stuck in that situation in North Carolina yeah that was like the only time I really saw him like say anything which would make sense because that goes right up with like what Ben Lorraine used to right ex be expertise in. And I did think that was interesting too that that team. So the team in North Carolina at um, 
Madison Dry Goods. I knew from the start, I was like, this is going to be my team. Yeah. The demonologist yeah. and the medium. But I was like, why is there only two people on that team? Yeah, they really needed someone. And why is it only a medium and a demonologist? It makes me think someone dropped out at the last minute. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like there was supposed to be a third person, but they were like, no, I'm out of here. You guys are like, crazy. Yeah. Or, you know, I can't stay here for 28 days if we're really staying there for 28 days. But now, see, now you're making me second guess everything because now I'm like, well, there was a demon in that location. Is oh, that why they had a was. demonologist I, there? I called it from the start. I was like, <laughs> as soon as they were like, I'm a demonologist. Look at me. I'm scary. And then the, the girl was a medium. I was like, 10 bucks says one of them ends up possessed by the end of the show as soon as they introduced them and said that they were a team. What about that God helmet? You know what I think about the God helmet. <laughs> Do you want one? <laughs> I had never seen anything like that before I, either. I saw that, and I was just, that's when it, I completely broke inside. I was just, <laughs> I was. That was the final I straw for you? I couldn't find the words. I didn't know what to do at that point. <laughs> I couldn't find the words. I was, I, I didn't know. I didn't, I texted you. I think I said something when I saw that. I would, Yeah, you sent me a picture of um, Iron uh, Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, next time we do this, I want this to be my God helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks, it looked like. The guy was wearing, like, the prototype Iron Man helmet that Iron Man made in the cave before he made his, like, real suit. That's what it was. With all the LEDs, I'm like, why is there LEDs on here? That's for show. What do they do? Like, what does the thing even do? He said, it does magnets in my head to exercise the demon. Are they magnetic? Well, the theory is, is that supposedly there's research out there that shows which parts of the brain mediums use the most when they're communicating with spirit. And based on that, they build this helmet. Don't look at me like this. I didn't make it up. I'm just telling you the explanation. I'm not saying I believe it. Rob's like looking at me like I'm freaking crazy right now. Um, But they supposedly there's research on that. And then they built this helmet to have magnets in those particular areas to help elevate like the brain waves of somebody who doesn't possess those skills to be able to you know, tap into that part of their brain and be able to communicate with spirit. I'm not even kidding you. When, it, when that <laughs> happened, I thought I was like seeing things and I had to like rewind it. I, I rewound this episode so many times to like, I was like, wait a minute, explain that to me again. What is this thing and what does it do and why are you wearing it? And I, I don't buy any of it, not a single no. I know. It was a little cringy to watch that, too. Because, I mean, was... it's like you're supposed to be a demonologist. So are you, like, somebody who believes in the tech? Or are you somebody who believes in, like, that's where it was weird for me. Like, if it was a tech guy that came in with that, I'd be like, okay, well, he's trying something new. I'd you know? be like, he's full of shit, too. <laughs> the, the helmet is where I drew the line. The helmet is where, that's you... where I that That's where I died inside. Oh. I was like, this is why, like, any person like asked you about this that's why they laugh at us when we tell them we're paranormal researchers well i think the things that really made me like double guess a lot mm-hmm. of stuff was the whole thing with the words being written on the mirror mm-hmm. in the bathroom i had a problem with that i also had a problem when that episode when they went out and found they dug into the ground and found that the star yeah, a star. Thank you. The pentagram, you mean? I know, because they kept calling it yeah. that. And I was like, stop it. First of all, you have no idea what you're talking about. Uh-huh. 
Second of all, that's not what's trapping all these ghosts here. If anything, that's for protection. So you don't even know what you're actually saying. And I was like, of course, there'd have to be some freaking satanic connection to all of this, right? Yep. Of course. I had a real problem with that, too. And, like, how convenient that you just, like, go and take your infrared camera and you go all over the place and you just happen to find a spot where it's hot. And then you just happen to dig there. And then you just happen to find something that supposedly has been there for 300 years. A lot of convenience now that you're thinking about it, isn't it? Well, that was that was my least favorite team. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of what they did was forced. I don't think they had good chemistry together. Um. I don't know. Like, I just... And he was crossing people over at the end, which I'm always like, don't, no, don't. Like, his whole thing was that he wanted to make sure he crossed all those hundreds of spirits over because they were all trapped in that place. Yep, I'm sure they were. By supposedly, you know, the man that lived there in the 1700s who made a pact with the devil. I'm like, it's always got to be the same story. At least the other two had like more believable histories to them you know like if some guy really did kill his whole family you could understand why that place might be haunted yeah the other ones there was a murder two unsolved murders there you can understand why that place might be haunted i still don't understand what the story was at the inn in connecticut it's like they they went from the the general's wife pining for him to slaves, to hundreds of people being trapped. Like, I was like, what? Where are we going with this? Maybe that was the last one that they wrote. They were a little bit tired <laughs> after the first two. <laughs> they just gave that one like a yeah. C effort. Yeah. <laughs> like, the other two were so stellar that they were like, no one's going to care about yeah. this one. They're like, we got the freaking demon helmet at South Carolina. They're not going to care. About <laughs> demon this. helmet. Um, what did you think about the whole candle scribing that? The female medium did in the episode at the place in Denver. I was checked out at that point, honestly. <laughs> so she didn't want to do the mirror scribing. Yeah, I know. But that. she decided yeah. to use she, the candle instead. The and then while she was doing that, she was alone, supposedly, but there's a camera in the room, so you know she's not completely alone. But she felt like something had grabbed her, and when she tried to move away, she couldn't move her legs. And she's literally like crawling on the ground. Mm -hmm. Until, like, she could actually stand up. So, I mean, you can take with that what you will. But that is the room where both of those girls were found. It's also interesting that the guy was saying that he was having nightmares about a girl being in that room. I mean, if they know stuff, then, yeah, this is all crap and it doesn't make any sense. But her reaction seemed genuine. You know? Like, I think it's hard to fake that level of fear she was probably my favorite out of all of them out of all the teams just because she actually was like no i'm not doing this with the mirror scrying thing well i thought it was really interesting that both of those mediums the one from north carolina and the one from colorado made mention of like having to deal with some kind of attachment at some point and that's why they didn't want to deal with it again Mm -hmm. because they'd been through that already and I felt like that was really interesting. Can we talk about the demon helmet again? <laughs> I'm still hung up on this thing, okay? Yes. So like, let's, let's, let's dissect oh this. Oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> if you look at the thing, and it's supposedly it's the magnets in your brain or whatever the hell. Yes. Okay. Assume that's real. 
it's not, but assume it's real. If it even does anything at all, it probably doesn't even do anything. You know, you know how ridiculous it is. Like those, the blue and red lights around there. Mm-hmm. That's a design feature. There, there's no magnets and LED lights. That's all for show. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. Like, where are you going with this? Besides the fact that you hate it. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just can't get over it. <laughs> so, if it didn't have the lights, would you have felt the same way about it? I would have been a little less aggravated. Mm-hmm. But still, like, what is this? I know. Well, then it's like, did he make it? Yeah, where did it come from? Did you just bring that with you in case you got possessed? Because I feel like a lot of times, like, the trigger items that, you know, people use on ghost hunting adventures and, you know, other shows, like, they always have some kind of bells and whistles to them. Yeah, but, I mean, that guy was very, very theatrical. Yeah, I know. Like, I I know. I have to say, at the, at the very end of the show, the very last shot of the show, when it finished... It was like him and the other girl in the the cemetery in South Carolina. And it ends on him just turning his face to the camera. He's like... I know. And... I was like, what, is he still possessed? I know. That's kind of what they were, like, trying to hint at, maybe. Yeah. But let me tell you, I laughed for a solid straight (laughs) five minutes. (laughs) I had to look on his face when they just turned the camera and the way that they ended it, the, the dramatic effect. Uh, I know. And that whole scene was not cool because, I mean, he could not seem less interested in being there. And she's, like, bawling her eyes out. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, oh, gosh, are we we out of here yet? You know, like, he didn't seem to be... He's like, this isn't my scene. I'm not in the spotlight this time. Yeah. (laughs) But I know when he turned and did that, I was like, what is that about? You know what I want? I want a um, 28 days reunion. I want all the people to come back from the show, and I want there to be somebody asking them all kinds of questions. Oh, and how about when he was he was writing down troubles can cause when he was possessed? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that that was what the... The note said? The note said. Yeah. So supposedly the guy that killed his family mm-hmm. had a note in his pocket when he went and ended up killing himself. And yeah, he was writing the same words that were similar to what was on that note. That's the plot of The Shining. (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) It is! (laughs) Maybe that's like just infestation. Maybe that's what happens before possession. All work and no play makes (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) There's no way. Like they went like they, they went way too far with it. Like way too far with faking it. Like it was all like, they did so much. They did too much. Was like, there anything about it that you were like, all right, that's kind of cool, or all right, maybe? Or were you like, this whole thing is crap from the beginning to the end? No, I was on board for a little while. But they got so over the top the last two, two or three episodes that it literally ruined everything else and made me not believe anything. Because it's like, they just went too far with it. There's no way... All three teams will come up with that much specific information out of nowhere without supposedly knowing anything at all. Like, they would have to get, like, come on, one of them. Chances are one of them would get at least something slightly wrong, right? Well, you know what I found now that you're saying that? Something that was interesting to me was, so do you remember in the episode when the demonologist has to go to the hospital because he was having some kind of, like, physical stuff Mm -hmm. right before that? The medium there is talking to like an expert about the property. Yeah. And 
she's confirming like everything the medium has said. And the medium didn't seem to be like shocked by the fact that any of that was true. Like because she knew about it. Everything that she was saying, right? It was like the name of the person, exactly what had happened, why they had this deep, dark secret. Yeah, yeah, I do remember this now. Like everything that she was talking Mm -hmm. about, like the history of what happened there, the medium had already hit on. And if that was me, I would have been like, I would have been like, that's right. I I can't, you know, like. I would have been like, holy shit. Right? Like, I can't believe that I was getting like such exact, like some kind of. They were like. Yep. She was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. Yeah. You know that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about the whiteboards that had all the stuff on it? Did you catch that? Each team had a big whiteboard. Oh, yeah. With like a bunch of stuff written yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when clues they were like, that they were gathering. When they were getting, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, different things that mm-hmm. were going on. Yeah, that the production team put together for them. Yeah. <laughs> so you were saying something about the cops not thinking that that serial killer was a real... I just saw briefly. Was the real deal? Yeah, I was just I was looking for like articles and whatnot, and there was an article that said that you know the one murder that they kind of focused on, the one that they found an article on at the end. They found an article on at the end. Uh, the cops said that it wasn't like linked to other murders that had happened. They didn't think anyway. Yeah. But I mean, who knows with that stuff? Right. But, I mean, that was back in the seventies, wasn't it? Like. Yeah, it was a long time in the seventies. So who really knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, the location. And being in that close proximity is a little strange. I mean, yeah. single, young females. That's the thing. They did the research, but they went too far with it. So you, a lot of, um, there's a lot of speculation that this is going to become like a series now and they're going to do this again. What do you think about that? Well, like I said, they need to put a control one in there. They need to bring a team in to a place that's not haunted at all and see what happens. I think that's a really good idea. Because they're either going to get nothing or they're going to just make up a bunch of shit. Right. If they actually if they actually legitimately let them go at it with no hauntings going on. Or you'll get a Philip experiment situation going on. If you got all those people on there at, for 23 days. Right. Especially if you throw a medium in the mix. Like manifesting the same kind of thoughts about the same things yep. that eventually they might be thinking the same things. Yep. It would be really interesting to see. Yeah, they'd have to make up their own stories about it. Would you tune in for that or would you be like, it's still fake and I don't believe it? Well, after this first round, <laughs> I believe nothing. I'm going to get you but... a God helmet for Christmas. Well, I sent you the one I want to get. It's the, <laughs> the Mark II Iron Man helmet or whatever it was. <laughs> If we ever ghost hunt again, I'm totally going to show up with, with it on. Oh, my God. Be like, this is my God helmet in case I get possessed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's entertainment at the very least, right? Uh, yeah. I Should should I apologize for making you watch it? <laughs> I, I just, oh, I don't know. I mean, the idea behind it is really unique, and I feel like that yeah. automatically was like a cool thought. Yeah, right from the start, I was like, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. But like living, breathing, eating, nothing but paranormal investigating for 28 days straight. You know, Netflix production faked it all, so what are you going to do? You think they filmed like Monday through Friday and then went home on the weekends? <laughs> I wonder if they filmed Monday through Friday and then they were done. Oh, you think it might have just been like not even a full 28 days? I can believe nothing at this point. <laughs> wow. I really can't. I wonder if they all had to sign NDAs so they can't talk about anything. Oh, I'm sure they did. 
and like the two guys uh, doing the, the the review or whatever it was in the warehouse that they weren't even watching TV. It was like green screened, I think. They did that in one afternoon, guarantee you. Yeah, they just yeah. came in and watched they all weren't. the highlight reel. Yeah. So I don't know if you caught it, but the most cool thing that I saw on the entire series of this entire show was the one investigator that was at the Colorado location that had the Buffalo Bills tattoo. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. He had a Bills tattoo on his arm. I wonder if he's local. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's what I was noticing Mm. when, you know, they were all arguing with each other about what to do or not to do. Hmm. Go Bills. Got to get that in there whenever we can. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, man, that God helmet. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to be able to get over it now. Never. I'm going to start sending you TikToks of all these like celebrity spirit box session- sessions now too. Oh, God. Don't you want to hear what like Elvis has to say and yeah. Michael Jackson and who else have I seen them for? Like pretty much anybody that's famous that's passed. They keep trying to reach him. Why would they talk to the, some random kid on TikTok? I don't know. It's not even kids. It's like paranormal. I'm quoting air quotes, paranormal investigators. Oh, that would probably make me fall down a rabbit hole that I would never recover from. <laughs> like, tonight we're going to contact the spirit of so-and-so. And then they'll be like, are you here? And then you hear a voice on the spirit box like, yes. What do you want to say? Oh, they did one for Dahmer. Did they? Yep. There's a spirit box session when they tried to contact Dahmer. Were they successful? Supposedly. Yeah. They were asking him about like how he liked it in jail, and he was like, it was bad. I'm going to start sending them to you. It was bad. (laughs) Jail was bad. They didn't let me eat people. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, if you had a God helmet, you could probably do anything, right? Probably teleport yourself from one place to another. You could fly. (laughs) You could fly. You could contact, you know, anybody you wanted. Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, like, the rest of, like... Those paranormal investigators probably thought when they saw that thing come out on an episode. You know what? I bet you some of them didn't care, but I bet you some of them were like, oh, shit. <laughs> Suddenly our EMF mm-hmm. pump doesn't seem like they, it's they that crazy. Been, they would have been like that meme of Homer Simpson just backing into the bushes. <laughs> That's how I would have been. <laughs> just distance yeah. yourself as much as That's possible. That's what my reaction would have been. <laughs> I'm like, I'm changing my name. Well, and he couldn't even keep it on that long. Remember, it was too powerful. Yeah. He had to take it off and then go go downstairs and exercise the demons. Oh, man. Get away from me, demon. I know. He was like, get away. And and what else? I I, I wrote down some of his quotes because they were so great. Oh, gosh. Okay. There was the one point. Oh, yeah. There was one point when they were like investigating upstairs and uh, the medium, she was like, it was just too much for her. Yeah. And he was, like, all serious, like, with his face, you know. Like, and he was like, I got this under control. <laughs> I don't think he did, though. <laughs> Obviously not. He ended up, you know, being possessed. Yeah, if that happens, I guess you're not really good at your job, That's huh? what I said. He's a demonologist. How do you let a demon possess you, right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, they didn't, but you know what I mean? Well, it got to the infestation. I would be stage. like, I'd be like, you know what? This is not good for my image. I'm a demonologist. I can't play the possessed guy. 
I mean, supposedly the dad from Amityville Hara started having all those things when he was in that infestation stage too. And then, you know, supposedly killed everyone at the possession stage. Like those are what they think is part of that 28 day cycle. Yeah. That wasn't the dad. It was the brother. Sorry. Yeah. But it starts to like break you down. You know, so yeah, much he, yeah, he was negative just a regular, energy. He was just a regular dude though. Like, like the thing that drove me absolutely, well, everything drove me absolutely crazy. <laughs> but what really, you know, one of the things I thought of like when he first started getting possessed and you could tell where they were going with the storyline, I was like, you got a medium and a demonologist. The two of them, of all people, should know how to protect themselves against that stuff. Well, I feel like she did, which is why she was, like, pulling out of things and being like, I'm done, I'm out of here, this is, like, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, she had quite a few times where she, like, up and left and left him alone. Yeah. But But you're right about him for sure. Like, if you're going to be doing that stuff, you should not be vulnerable. Right? Because, like, you're the one people are looking to. I was going to say he got possessed because he was the better actor, but I should probably stop. <laughs> in season two, he's going to come back and, like, terrible things have gone yeah. on in his life. I don't know. Like, what was the point of that at the end? It was weird. Yeah. I mean, did he do that naturally or did they tell him to do that in production? Like, like I don't know. I don't know. It's like it didn't really work. He's still carrying around that negative energy (laughs) yeah that look i could could talk about this for hours i know right (laughs) i feel like it's like such a crazy topic like who would have thought this show would have sparked Mm -hmm. so much conversation but i think it was good just to see some kind of a different take on it you know you get so sick of watching every single ghost show where it's a group of people going into locations you know trying to figure out if there's something there coming out with like crappy evidence you know at the end of the day though it was like ah it was so fake it ruins the credibility for everything there are a lot of people that think that you're exactly right about that i did read Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff about how it just seemed like it wasn't true enough yeah they went too far i mean if you're gonna fake it try better Try harder, Netflix. Try Do harder. better. Do better. You're better than this, Netflix. <laughs> I mean, look at look at the budget they had for like Stranger Things. They could fake things better. I really hope that that's not what happened. That's absolutely. I, oh, I would gosh. Be, if I found, I there's no doubt in my mind that they were all fed information before this happened. Really? Absolutely. They all knew, like, the story to follow. And they all, like, had cues as to, like, this is going to happen on this day, this is going to happen on this day, this is going to happen on this day. 100%. Then there was, like, certain events that would happen at certain times. Like, oh, we're going to find the pentagram on this day, and we're going to find the news article in the basement on this day, and this guy's going to get possessed on that day. I mean, the news article thing was a little Mm -hmm. too much on the nose. Yeah. You know? I felt like that was, like, really... Like the last night you're there, you miss you solve the mystery mm-hmm. and you find this piece of paper that supposedly has been stuck up in this part of this weird I don't even know, root cellar. Yeah, that, that where he supposedly escaped in and out of yeah. the serial killer. That somebody just stuck there. And he just like was like, Hey, look, there's an article about the people I killed. I'm gonna just conveniently cut this out and put this in my 
my little hideout. Well, and it was conven- it was confusing to me too because I couldn't really tell like if they thought that he was still alive or if they thought that he had passed. Because in the deprivation tank, the guy was saying that he saw tons of people that this guy had done this to. Yeah. So it's like, well, is he still alive and out there doing it? Or is he a spirit and now he's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it could have gone either way because he's in the 70s, I said this mm-hmm. happened. He could still be out there. He could be. It's the most believable thing out there right now about with this whole thing. <laughs> Are there any other insights you want to share about any of it? Um, I should probably stop. <laughs> I just want to make sure you get it all out of your system. I, I don't. I don't know. I feel bad. I feel like I've been mean. I, should, I don't want to be mean. You know, I don't want to be one of those people. You know. Well, if you think what you think, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> I mean, with I that. do think it's fake, though. I do. I do just think that they faked the whole thing. And I do think that I want an Iron Man helmet. Well, I, you're skeptical by nature. Yeah. So, I mean, if you come at it through that lens, I'm sure that it probably was painful for you to watch some of it. I mean, I've always been on the other side of the spectrum where I'd like to think that some of that stuff is more probable than not. Yeah, but don't you think some of it was just a little too convenient, you know, getting the stories if they knew nothing? Like, can you imagine going into a place and knowing absolutely nothing and then coming out with, like, the full 100% story. I wish the that place. would happen. I know. Like, think about how often has that ever happened. I wish it would happen. Like, we've worked with a medium before. Several times. Multiple mediums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When has that ever happened? I don't know if we've ever gone into a place and not known anything about it, though. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But for us, well, for me especially, I would say, since I'm not, like, one to come in and pick up on things, like... With, you know, you're using just your mind or whatever, you know, but you need a balance of that. Anyway, you need, you need both ends of it. I mean, and I've never approached and maybe, maybe this is different for you. I don't know, but I've never approached an investigation. Like I'm looking to solve it. No. I mean, I usually approach an investigation. Like I'm just trying to prove if something's there or not. Yeah. Like if things can be debunked. Or yeah, if there's something all, truly paranormal going on. And that's what they were all doing. They were all trying to solve it. Right. And right from the start, it's like, well, solve what? Well, that's like the whole idea of that 28-day theory is that if you stay a full 28 days, you'll have enough experience and enough information to be able to, like, figure out why mm-hmm. the phenomenon is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole idea of it. And it makes sense if you think about that because we never go in from that perspective. We don't go in trying to be like, why are, why are there ghosts here? Let's figure out why they're here. We should. Right? There, there's places that we've investigated. Now we're just going to like be like the paranormal detectives. I know. Where, you know but that's like, how, how, where do you even start? And they, these people figured it out like, like that. Like it was they nothing. figured it out in 28 days. Some of them even sooner than that. Like some of the details they got is just insane. It is pretty crazy. Like, could, could you imagine, like, going to the Lackawanna Library and trying to figure out the story behind the spirits there? Like, specifically, who they are, their full names, their full history. Like why they're why still they're there. there. Yeah. And if they were murdered, solve their murder, too, while you're at it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I see where you're going. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it. We've never done 
an investigation coming from that mindset. No. We've never been like, yeah, let's figure out why they're here and like get them out. No, no, we never, because that's not what we do. And if you're going to a lot of the locations, like the ones that we've been in, I mean, usually they're like historical buildings, you know, or things that have been around for a really long time where multiple things have happened. Yeah. So it would make it hard to all of a sudden be like, this is what you have going on and this is why. You would need that kind of environment where there was an isolated incident. Yeah, I mean, if you really did this experiment, it would it would definitely be interesting. You need to be at, like, a murder house. You need to have, like, some some one one thing mm-hmm. that happened there to really be able to like figure out if you could tap into like knowing the history or not you know it's too hard if you go into a building that's been up for 200 years and had you know yeah you're gonna have some idea tons of people coming in and out of it all the time mm-hmm. you're gonna know something about it yeah you know you're not gonna have a production assistant handing you like cliff notes of the history right before you go in there and are you going to know that, like, this ghost is here because they just like to come here when they were alive, so they're just here looking at the same things? And this ghost is here because they actually died two houses down, but they're, you know, drawn here because half the building is quartz? You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to figure that out for every single spirit that's in a place like that? You would need a place where there's, like, very specific activity happening. Yeah. I don't know. See if there's a season two. Yep, I guess do. so. Right? Yeah. I hope it's new people. <laughs> I don't know. I it's got to like be the same some people. Of them stick, come back, you know. Which like, ones? The demonologist. <laughs> you really want to watch a whole nother s- yeah. season of that? I want to see if he's still possessed. Oh my god! The cliffhanger at the end. I want him to bring back like the Mark II demon helmet. In season two, he's like going to locations, but really the problem is him. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, bringing the dark yeah. energy with him. Ugh, I, I mean, don't know. I, yeah, he could. I mean, he'll have, like, a full Iron Man suit at that point. Well, if season two comes out, are you going to watch it? Um, maybe? I mean, well, sure. Okay. Only if I get sick again and I can't move. And you have nothing else to do? And I have nothing else to do, like, like for I a did chunk for of this time, time yeah. So, um, if people want to reach us to give us their thoughts about the God Helmet, <laughs> please do. Where can they contact us? Parababblepodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook, wherever. Yep. Parababble. Give it a shot if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't want to be me. I, I feel bad about being me. If, if you're going to watch it, just for the entertainment factor alone. It will entertain you, that's for sure. Yes. Parababble out. I am Iron Man. <laughs>